You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back once again. The Dad Bod Golf Pod, episode five. And wow, what a weekend. <laughs> a lot to take away from this weekend besides the golf. Which I'm a little offended. I had a, a friend of mine that's already told me, said, man, the golf wasn't that exciting this weekend. I said, are you kidding me? This is oh. one of the best U.S. Opens I've seen, watched. Oh, best from, from start to finish, uh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Um, a lot to unpack. Tons to unpack. <laughs> we might be here for a while. Not just on the course. We'll get to that. That's, we're, we're a segment or two away from that. Just yeah. off the course, we'll start. Yes. Uh, with some of the issues that have taken place. One thing, so as we started this podcast, apparently there's a memo or something that goes <laughs> around in golf Twitter or golf podcast world or whatever that tells you how you're supposed to feel about things. And yeah. I had no idea we were supposed to hate Tory Pines as a course. I I don't I did not get the hate where people complaining. This was what was this farmers 2.0 is what they were calling it. Some yeah. of them they were saying it was you know this is nothing but the warm weather farmers. What a tournament are you watching? I, I blew my mind. Blew my mind. I mean, here here's a couple of different thing, couple of different things we heard. So, mm-hmm. number one, Torrey Pines is a boring layout. It's just it's just fairway bunkers and landing areas, um, this that and the other, and that to me is just absolutely mind-blowing because there's a couple of holes especially specifically number three number three the part three uh that mm-hmm. goes out and off the cliff into the water it's breathtaking i think arguably probably not even it's not even arguable it's the most recognizable part three probably at least top 10 mm-hmm. probably arguably top five most recognizable part three in golf i do kind of wish it was possibly towards the end of the round yeah, you know that yeah. would be a, that would be a cool cooler closing par three. Yeah, at the end of the round, you had two hundred forty yard par three. Exactly. What in the world is that all about? But thirteen is 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 an awesome golf mm-hmm. hole. A uh, lot of drama there. You know, you had Tiger having the big eagle on that on Saturday. That's just world famous. Um, then eighteen is just an awesome closing hole, and it played really easy, which on on Sunday, which was cool because you know if you're within a couple of shots. Mm-hmm. You got all. You, everybody has a shot to possibly, you know, run in an eagle or whatever to uh, get back, get mm-hmm. back up there to the top. So, well, know. and they they got that hole placement on on eighteen on Sunday, which I've never really kind of understood this, but they always put in that bottom right. So the water's really not a problem, right? Because even players have said that it is a little window to hit, but it's better to not be long either in the long bunker because it's straight downhill whenever you're coming out, uh, even long deep in the green because then they're going to have a straight downhill putt. So it's better to be short or right around the hole. You don't want to be in that bunker, but if you're short, you're still not in the water and you got nothing but an uphill chip. Or if it's close enough, you can even putt from off the green Right. if it's short. Now, none of them were they were all because they're all jacked up. I mean, you're talking Sunday of a major because even Rom that ended up in the bunker, they asked him later, and he said, "No, I didn't even think I had enough club. Like I didn't think he was gonna get there. Like I was, he was playing for the opening, hoping for a big hop so yeah. he could have an eagle putt uphill at the, and he ended up pin well above the pin in the bunker, and had then had to go out right because he was afraid. Hey, if I skull this or if I do something, I'm not turning over. Yeah, yeah, ball game. Like I'm, I just I shoot myself out of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's 
I, I'm, I'm wondering why they've never put it on that bottom left to kind of make the water be more in play. Um, just because, but I guess they don't want guys laying up. They That's want the Saturday. Them. That was the Saturday yeah, pin. That was a Saturday yeah. pin. And Louie made the eagle from. And it's a, and it's sometimes way, a Sunday way. pin on like the farmers, like John Daly. It was a Sunday pin when he was in that top right bunker years ago, and they were talking about how soft his hands were because he threw it up there and then just he he didn't make it, but he he threw up a gimme from the top right bunker down to the bottom left hole location. So uh, it's. Make, that, I love I love that hole. I think that's that's another iconic hole. You're talking about the par three number three. I mean, if you're talking about par threes, the only other ones that stick out in your mind are, are what like Pebble overlooking the cliffs and Augusta. Yeah, Augusta, and then maybe TPC on uh, Sawgrass. Yeah, yeah, on Sawgrass on, on 17. So where do you go uh, from there? Like maybe the you know one of the, I, I don't know what course it is in in England or Scotland. The postage stamp. Yeah. I mean, you know that's another like world famous hole. But like I mean, but the only difference with this one is is this one played anywhere from one day they were hitting. Uh, gap wedges on yeah. Saturday in because it was 135. 130 all downhill, so it probably played 115-ish is what yeah. they were saying. Um, whereas on the first day, on the Thursday, it was 212 or 215. Dead into the wind. Into that wind. So yeah. it, that's another reason I like it. Because look at the TPC. It's always going to be a wedge of 9 or an 8 Yeah, at all times. Yeah. Um, and Pebble's a little, a little different. Too. It depends on if the wind's blowing right at you, but you, that is a wedge – if the wind's not doing anything. Yeah. You have seen guys say they've hit a seven iron into that, even though it's less than a hundred yards. Um well they this this in this tournament alone, they hit they hit anywhere from a five iron on mm-hmm. Thursday to a like a like you said, like a Sand gap wedge, wedge or gap wedge. A gap wedge is it was either Saturday or Friday. I can't remember which day it was close, but yeah. And then um I, th- this was my favorite this was my favorite take. All it is is fairway bunkers in the landing zone. Well, where the hell else are you going to put a fairway bunker? <laughs> That's the reason just, they put them there. Do you just want? Do you just want like aesthetic <laughs> bunkers just rent that are not in play? I mean, that'd be great for us. Like if bunkers just are put in places that are aren't in play. But that, like, literally every single tee shot, every single mm-hmm. tee shot took like the most precise, like precise play because literally left was was bunker right was mm-hmm. bunker further that was cabbage everywhere yes. um it was just i really enjoy i mean <laughs> i guess i'm crazy but i really enjoyed it there's little subtle things like for example like number six they play six as a par five in the farmers mm-hmm. it's a long hole but they play it as a par four in the u.s open and they move the tee box up so there's this tree it's literally like yes. right off the tee box that's 50 feet high that kind of comes in play mm-hmm. because they move it up. You can't just bomb it and cut the like cut. It's a it's kind of like a dog leg right. You can't just cut across nope. because that tree's there. So you have to hit a you have to hit a cut with a, just a wall of bunkers left. So if you miss left, you got a wall of bunkers left into a 520 yard par four. If you miss it, if you overcut it, it's going to run down the hill, possibly in into the hazard. I mean, it's yeah, just because there's like a canyon over there. It's yeah. one of those canyon holes. So uh, it you you're talking about cutting short, like going right at the tree and trying to hit a draw. You don't. Nobody's got enough in their bag to do that. Not no. even Bryson, because the tree's so big and you got to go so far around it that you can't make it over the ravine that's down there at the bottom. So you no. have to hit a cut. I think Bryson went over the left edge of it all four days. Yeah, he skirted, skirted um, it. He anybody hit that it. hits a high ball was able to go over the left edge. They were able to skirt it. But the rest of them, they had to have bananas out there. Yeah, just hit a 
Yeah. Like a little cut roller out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and still had a ways in. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like there were several tee shots where you're hitting over a literal canyon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's the cliffs were like literally like 300. I think it's it was it was really high. Like you're it's you're way above yeah. everything. So I didn't get that. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the scenery. I enjoyed that it's at a place that you and I could go play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really cool. And that's that that like I said the last show that we get to go play in some of these places. And Tori's one of the probably. I mean probably the most elite public course in the whole country. Oh, I'd venture and, to say so. I mean, it's it, people forget that. I saw that on Twitter. They keep going, you know, why are they doing it here? It's a public course. It's a U.S. Open. That's, this, that they, that's what they do. Yeah, they, they do don't, a lot. They don't do it at a private course. I well, mean, it's it's got to be playable by the public. It can still be private, but it still has to be a course that you and I can go play. Sure. And so, um, hence, quote, unquote, U.S. Open. Right. That's That's why they do that. And then another take was we got to do something about having a major at a site that we have a regular event at. I don't understand that at all. Okay, so what do we do about Pebble? We never have a U.S. Open at Pebble again? I mean, I don't want that. Do you want that? Well, you don't, you don't ever have a, um, you know, the Atlanta Athletic Club's always in rotation to have, you know, the PGA Championship. And right. so... Do you not have the FedEx Championship there because the PGA was played there before? I mean, it's just you're going to run into all kinds of things if if that becomes the case. Right. And the U.S. Open is one of those tournaments, like the PGA Championship, that you can rotate and go to different courses. I mean, you're and you know you can with the British Open too overseas, but still, it's going to be one of those. Okay, I got to stop you real many, quick. Okay, we got to stop calling it the British Open. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop that. Yeah, it's. It, we got to stop it. It's it's the open. I, I just got to I, I got to go ahead and correct. We got to correct that. It's just not, it's not the British Open anymore. It's just it's the open. So. All right. Sorry. Keep going. I digress. But, you know, because this goes back to that same argument when people were upset because of the social justice warriors and all that about, hey, well, you know, with Georgia, move the masters out of Georgia. That, that's where the Masters is in. It's in Augusta. Yeah. yeah it's, like, if the, you want to move it to California, that's fine. You got to call a different tournament. It's not the Masters. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, quit quit doing that. Yeah. They were it, just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could just, I could say, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall sitting oh, I at bet Augusta it was like National so when, that, when, I, that made a, when that announcement was made. And they, okay, you guys do that. Yeah. We're still going to hold the Masters here. Don't. That's like years ago when CBS goes, we don't want to negotiate. And Augusta National's like, well, that's fine. You don't have to televise it. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? We're going to play the tournament. Yeah. Like, we're playing the tournament. And people are still going to pay. And people are still going to be here. And yeah. we're still going to be serving pimento cheese and, and, you know, and egg salad sandwiches. For $3. Yeah. If you don't want to show it on television, that's on you. Like, right. they had the best driver's Someone seat. will buy it. Someone yeah. will pay for it. When it comes to negotiation, you can't negotiate that. No. It's, it's one of the... You so, just got to eat it. Yeah, whatever exactly. So, so I'm, I don't know why. That, it was like everybody came to dump on, on the Tory. U.S. Open and on Tory. It's like the cool. It's, it's like the cool thing. Like I'm being, I'm super cool because I like Googled course design or something, and I think I know a little bit more than the next person. I didn't get it. The, the, the farmers insurance thing, comparing it, it's just a warmer farmers insurance open. You know what the last like three years winning scores were at the farmers open? I had to look it up because when I told you when I saw that, I looked it up over the weekend. First, and I know that uh, Reed this past. 
this past year, I told you, I, I texted you, I said, I said, Reed won at 14 under. Nobody's getting to 14 in this tournament. No. He run at 14 under and five tied behind him at nine under. Right. Which nobody's getting to in this tournament. No. So 2021, it was, four, like you just said, 14 under mm-hmm. won the tournament. In 2020, I think it was 15 under. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Mark Leishman. 15 under one at 14 was second 12 was third so yeah i mean and then 2019 apparently it was uh i don't even know what they were doing in 2019 but 21 under one in 2019 like this course they just played on was nothing no like they play on in february and that listen to the players the players are telling you that they're going this is completely different every one of them that played in the farmers back in february said I got to throw all that. You you heard you heard Mike when he was on with us. He goes he thought he had a little bit of an advantage because he didn't play. Right. So this was everything was going to be new to him, but it was going to be something he was used to as soon as he stepped on the on the course. It just is what it is. It's um, not thinking. You talked about that par 4. They played that as a par 5 back at the Farmers. Right. And par and 4 it's, here. and it's back. Yes. Which makes it a much easier drive because the tree is the completely tree is out of play. A, yeah, it's a it's a non issue at that point. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of them were going off with uh, back in February, going off with three woods just to get the ball in play because they still it was still reachable yeah. with a three wood to a long iron. Uh, and it's a par state. five. Yeah, and it's par five. So get it up there close, and then they're so good they can chip oh. it up and put it in. Like it's no big deal. So it's it's just it's not even like I can't even have that conversation. Like, no. To me, that is just I'm trying to be super duper cool, and uh, I, I got I got the memo about let's hate on Tory yes. Pines. There was a really funny tweet, and it was like if um if Russell Henley three putts for bogey and wins Tory Pines, they'll never have it here. They'll never have yep. it here again. But if Rory were to make an eagle on 18 to win, oh. it'll be an anchor site in yes. the rotation. Every and I think Richard Bland being the leader. For the first two days, and and you know, unfortunately, Russell Henley too. Even though you know we love Russell, Russell's from Columbus, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lesser known name guys. That I think that coupled with the crowds, crowd size, just kind of. I don't know if it sucked the energy out, but it just kind of early on, mm-hmm. it just didn't really grab a whole lot of people. Nobody wanted to talk about the crowd size. You know how many people were at, in 2008, the total crowd was like 260,000 people. They let in like 10,000 people a day for this thing. Yeah. So like the roars, the galleries, the crowds around the greens, the, this, they're just, it just wasn't there. Oh, it was a, here you're on a final round Sunday and some of the groups you're, you know, when they have a wide shot, you're, there's nobody sitting in the grandstands. It's yeah. like, why did y'all even put those up? If you weren't going to let people in, why did you even put them up? Like, show the course off. Uh, it, 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 you can't compare the two. Only thing, only time you heard big roars were yesterday at the end, where people had made their way to eighteen, yeah. so they could see like the final six or seven groups come in, and when putts were made or chips were made or shots were made, the player said, "I could finally hear roars." And yeah. so other than that, they had. I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred on a hole with them, if that. And I know everybody goes, well, that's a lot. I'm No, not when previous years you got 200-plus thousand in, in, inside the ropes. Like and I, then all of a sudden, trust me, it's a lot more. I wonder if Louie even heard the putt, like 
Like if he knew that Rom made that pot. There's I no chance. If, he was three. Three or four holes back. Was, and there was, He was three holes total, but he was just coming off the green when the putt was made from being four holes back. So I yeah. don't I don't think he heard it. Yeah, and there's like only like four or 500 people. No, as a matter of fact, he didn't hear it because that was what they talked about on coverage because they said, well, him being a scoreboard watcher, he had to see the board to see that Rom had made the birdie. So he didn't know. He didn't hear it. No. Another thing, and <laughs> another thing, I've noticed this over several majors is – if it's anybody, it seems like but CBS, everyone hates the coverage. Yes. <laughs> the coverage sucks, basically. Now, I, I will say, Fox's coverage did suck. Yeah. Joe Buck and the guys, they stuck guys in the booth that didn't play. They play golf, but they didn't follow golf as well. Right. Like some of the things they said and some of the things they did. However... And they tried to do too much. Now, one thing that Fox did that was a whole lot cooler than what anybody else has done, they had tons of drones. Like they're te- I love this. They're technology <laughs> experts. So yeah. even though if you would turn the television down during Fox coverage and just watch the coverage, it yeah. was fine. Yeah. It just – people already hate Joe Buck. So right. that was one reason it sucked. Um, but as far as the drone footage and – there were players that said that was kind of weird because they're sitting there hitting and they're looking up and there's drones like hovering over them. And they're and not quiet at no. all. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they loud. did say that bothered them, but they the players went on to say, but when you see the, when you get back to your hotel room or you get back to your house that you're renting or whatever and you see the 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 stuff from the coverage from the day, they're like, oh, that was really cool. Like they yeah. loved it. So, yeah, for sure. So they didn't complain. They said it just, it's different because you can hear that constant hum hanging over you or following your... You know, some of the players, they said it was weird, man. Like, you're walking down the fairway and you look back and there's this thing following you. So, I, I get it, but that was the cool part of it. But I I didn't have a problem with the coverage. No, I, I didn't have much. I didn't have the only – here's the only issue I had. <laughs> we, yeah, we have I had one, one issue, and we'll talk about it more at the end, but uh, one of your, your dark horse pick was Daniel Berger. Yes. Who had a top 10, okay? Top 10, great pick. I didn't never. I never saw him hit a shot. The whole, the whole, he was four, five shots back of winning the yes. thing. Came in T seven, I yes. believe. I never saw him hit a shot. He, he shot three under on the day. One of the best rounds on the day. <laughs> never. I didn't see him put a ball. I didn't see him. I, I never. I, I didn't. I don't even think I saw him like walk through the crowd or anything. He was the only three under on the day. He had one of he. Other than no, John Rahm. Migliozzi. <laughs> Migliozzi. Guido? Guido. Guido. He, he had a three-under round. Everybody, you know, Rahm had a four-under round, but that was it. It was, you know, a couple other three-under rounds. But other than that, everybody was right around one-under, two-under. So, so yeah, if you, you got a bogey, Guido and Harris English. Harris English? Yeah. He was leader in the clubhouse for like two hours. Yes. I don't know that I ever saw him... I saw his, I saw 18. That was he it. He made a putt on 18. They showed him on 18. Yeah. They were like, and there he is, leader in the clubhouse, three under. I don't yeah. know if they assumed that because of the way know, it was I, going. I told hot. you the tale of two nines, yeah. the, the hot front by all the superstars, and maybe they thought, well, three under's not going to hold up because, you know, we got tons of other guys that are out there. You know, Colin missing three birdie putts inside of 10 feet. So he had an opportunity to really go low and didn't. Rory was going low. Yeah, Rory was going. Everybody had an opportunity Bryson on Bryson was front. going low. Like, everybody was 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 doing pretty well. And then the quote-unquote easy course that they call Tory that everybody was hating on showed its teeth and reared its head on yeah. the back nine for a lot of players. Can we just say how awesome it is that there was an Italian dude named Guido <laughs> just 
fist pumping, yelling, chipping in from all. Oh, his yeah, his. It, there were there were other players tweeting about him, talking about how infectious his personality is. So that can, guy is, has won some friends and influenced people after the U.S. Open. Can you can you come up with a more Italian name? No, than Guido Migliozzi. No, I thought it was all. Even when they they so so they announce him, and this sounds so bad for me to do. But when they announced him, they actually cut to him and the, the starter that announced his name or whatever. I started laughing out loud because they flashed the Italian flag. The announcer does it. And it was like from the movie Naked Gun where he goes, Enrico Palacio. <laughs> it's like it's Guido Migliosi. This almost just, seems made up. It does. And so I started dying laughing because he's grinning from ear to ear. He's giving a nod and a, and a tip of the cap to the crowd. And I was like. I like this guy already. He hadn't even hit a ball yet. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, and then he goes out there and he does well. He and he was, fi- he was fired up. It was awesome. Like he, he was because he, he was one over going into the final round, so he ended up at two under. He was uh, he was three under on his round. He was one of the best besides Rom. He Harris English and Daniel Berger had the three best rounds on the course. Yeah, yeah. And I never saw I never saw Daniel hit a shot. I didn't see Harris hit a shot except for the putt on eighteen that he made uh, for birdie. I Migliozzi, I didn't see probably hit more than five shots, I would say. And and as I said, one of them was his opening tee ball, and then after that, he disappeared. Um, and then, as you said, with Berger, I never saw a shot out of him. Yeah, saw, then, the, saw the finals. And then my guy, Xander, he he made a, a, a semi-run at the last uh, – the last round, but like after you make a couple bogeys, like you're done, like mm-hmm. you're off the coverage completely. And I'll say this too: I'll, I'll get, I'm going to defend NBC for a little bit, or a, a second. There was a lot of dudes that were that had a shot, mm-hmm. so they had like it wasn't just like one or two golfers battling it out, and then you could like have time to go. Mm-hmm. There was literally like every shot was important, and they had probably ten guys for for. 12 or 13 holes, 10 different guys, 10 or 12 guys that could have, yes. could have won. So there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of action that they had to keep up with. So I kind of, I, I, I def, I'll defend them a little bit there. So I do kind of understand that, but, but yeah. Well, and it, they couldn't cut away from, from Rom either because he was making his charge. Right, and people forget that he birdied seventeen and eighteen. Otherwise, he's not in there at six under. He's in there at three or four, right? Because that was the you know they and then they had to show Louis because they had to see if he was going to hold up. Yep. So that's why you didn't get the coverage that you that you wanted, and that, that's my defense of it. When people were complaining about it, I was like, all right. So it, essentially, at the end, it became a, a two horse race, right? And with Harris English having to hang around to see if anybody just dumped one in the water. And because once you made a double, you and I talked about that. Like my guy, Morikawa, he, as soon as he doubled, I didn't get to see him anymore unless no. I followed him on like Golf Tracker or, yeah, if I, or if I went to the Peacock app and did the featured groups. That was the only way I was going to be able to see him. You know that feeling? All right. So, so Harris English, we've all had this feeling in a tournament. You post a score that you know is not going to hold up, but you just. I just can't give up. I'm going to hang around and wait. And then, and then when that lower number comes in, it's like, oh, God, here I go. I waited for an hour. Yeah. And, and they finally came in and beat me. But, yeah. Well, it wasn't until, it wasn't until Rom came in and beat him. And, and, but even at that point, you got to wonder, 
does he get greedy and does he go for the green and put it in the water on 18? So, yeah. and then as soon as he, you know, when he made his putt on 17, that's when English was thinking, all right, it's probably done. I said to the house. He's, he's probably going to par, at worst, par 18. Yeah, I'll get my direct deposit on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll go to Connecticut or wherever the next one But is. how cool was that? Like you just said, I mean, he, he was three under on the day, and he was probably thinking that's not going to be – that's probably not going to do anything. But the back nine, man, it just started whipping people, and it, it, became, it came more and more into play, and we're like, oh, man. This- Did you see him at all? Did he hang around the clubhouse? No idea. I am curious – like we talked about the tail of two nines yeah. when everybody was throwing darts and just not making putts on that front. If he had gone ahead and he was sitting back at the hotel, I'm, I'm wondering sure, I if bet he was, was there. there. I bet Man, was what there. a meltdown that would have been if, if he had not been there <laughs> or it came. Sure. He has to, he has to stay because like, what if there's a tie? Like you can't just up and leave. I'm pretty sure he was still there. But, uh, Another thing that we didn't realize is that we're just supposed to hate everything Bryson does, like literally everything. And and let me say, I'm not a Bryson fan. Neither am I, but I'm starting to become one. The only re- <laughs> but my biggest gripe with Bryson, I'm fine with the the one length clubs and the tinkering and the you know the protractor out on the course until he got told no and. All- <laughs> I'm fine with all that. So I think some guys are just they're they're method guys. They're uh, they're they're, they're thinkers. They're different. I mean, it, I watched the guy when he when he won at SMU when he when he won the you know the national championship at, with him wearing the you know the Payne Stewart hat and right. and at that time he used to wear knickers. Uh, he doesn't anymore. But at that time, even in college, he would. Uh, it, he I knew he was weird. Before he ever got to the tour, just because sure. I'll pay attention when they carry the collegiate, you know, stuff on on the golf channel, like that, that's something I can watch over the weekend if if there's a tournament going on I don't like. And so I knew going into it how strange he was. I do not like the only my only gripe about Bryson is the time he takes. I don't have a problem <laughs> with the spikes that made Brooks mad. No, because that's just one of those things where. Some guys are still wearing spikes. And as Bryson told Brooks, because I do like Brooks, but as Bryson told Brooks, hey, bro, you can fix those spike marks now. Like, that's not – quit quit complaining about that. That can That's something that can be – if I'm dragging my feet before when you couldn't fix spike marks, I get it. You're upset about it. Right. Now you can literally tamp down everything. So um, I, that's my only complaint about Bryson that I've ever had has been the time he takes because he will. He'll get – He's he's like that guy that you see that that during cart path only when you're playing behind somebody that walks out their ball without their club. Oh my god! Yes. And then they walk back to the, <laughs> yeah. and they grab like three clubs and then they go out and then they're like holding it back and forth. It's like, bro, you hit it 210 yards with your driver. Just hit something. Just hit something. <laughs> you're not that precise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. <laughs> or carry them all three when you yes. when you first go out there. So uh, that's my only issue with Bryson is hit how long he will take. Because they have, they've made fun of him. You know, he's he's been 102 yards out. And he'll walk it off. He'll pace it off yeah. instead of going with what the caddy tells him it is. Uh, it, when they were debating whether or not to do range finders, that's the first person I thought of. I thought, yes, let Bryson have a range finder for God's sakes. Please let him have one because he'll stop walking stuff and pacing stuff off. <laughs> he can get a number right away and then make his adjustments to the wind. Maybe. And, and maybe. I don't know. He may come up with a different excuse. <laughs> there may be some to, kind of like mathematical formula that 
He'll walk it off, shoot it with a laser, and we'll do an equation and then figure it out. That could be it. I don't know. But as soon as they said, they said, you know, we're wondering if it if it'll cut down on time. I'm like, this is the Bryson rule. Yeah, that's the only reason they're they're allowing rangefinders. It's the Bryson rule. So Bryson, like I said, anything he does, we're going to amplify it negative negatively. Yes. And I'm a contrarian by nature, mm-hmm. which is makes me kind of annoying sometimes because yeah. I'm always going to go against the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on number four, if you if you pay attention to the course, uh, it's gigantic mm-hmm. cliff left. If you miss left, the ball you'll never see that ball again. It's on the beach, three hundred feet down mm-hmm. or whatever, however many thousand or however far it is down to the beach. So p- people were just blowing it way right, yeah, so far right that they would get into the trampled down grass, especially every big hitter because they can yeah. clear that bunker. Yeah, there were just, some guys that didn't want to go right because that bunker's in play when they did that. But if you can fly it, yes. you just bomb it as far as you can. If it goes right, it just goes right. Mm-hmm. It's and it's fine. So he he hits a ball and just absolutely pulverizes one over the bunker to the right, and he picks up his tee. And there was a lot of people that took issue with that because he didn't yell four. Like it, it went, it went nuts. And, and my whole thing was, my whole thing was, okay, do, does everybody else do it except for Bryson? So does, does anybody else hit the ball? Like maybe hit a bad shot into the crowd and they're frustrated and they forget to yell four, or if they do what they're planning to do, and they don't yell for, is Bryson the only person that does that? No. And the answer was a resounding no. So and what? So this tweet goes off, and it's like, you know, this is such a bad look, blah, 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 blah. And it's Bryson. Yeah. Well, come to find out, like, there's videos that people started replying like, dude, you're just mad. You're just trying to find another reason to hate on Bryson. Oh, JT, he's famous for his – he gets shown all the time of – him doing the finger guns to the right because he he hits it. Yeah, know, that's his miss. Nonchalant. His, yeah, is right, and he doesn't say anything. He just it's just nonchalant. I'm, same like, thing with Rick. He and Ricky because they put them side by side. Yeah, Ricky Fowler how they do basically the finger gun to the right, um, and so they haven't done it. And you, you had know. you had videos of Matthew Wolf doing it. You had yes. videos of Phil Mickelson doing it. You had videos, all these videos of like it just happens. Like you. Phil's most famous for not doing it when he blew the open, when he blew it out dead left, when he should have teed off with a a, a pitching wedge and decided he was going to go with driver, and it sprays it over there in the crowd, and yeah. the, all he does is lower his head and go, oh, oh gosh. man. Yeah. yeah, he does the old Oh, gosh. no, I did it again. I think that's what he said. Yeah. I did it again or and something. And he never says four. Yeah. And as as bad as it sounds, and this this was my argument with some of them. Your, your argument was different. My argument with some of them is, the tournament volunteers and officials that are there, that's what they're there for with the paddles. You got dudes. They're not there for you got the dudes quiet flag and paddles. Yeah, yes. exactly. They're there to let you know which direction the ball's headed. This was you had somebody that that responded to our to our shared Twitter page, <laughs> which I jumped in personally. Um, but um that responded to it that is a professional golfer and he quoted an article. Yeah. That, which was kind of odd to me because he apparently didn't click on said article because on in that article, the lady that got hit that he was referring to that lost her eyesight blamed the officials, not Brooks Kepka for. Yeah. So they pulled the up, they were, they were pulling up a story about how 
how bad it can be if a person gets hit yes. with a ball, which was never the that, argument. That's not the to argument. Begin with. Yeah, the argument was so, all about Bryson. It yeah. had nothing to. We know what kind of damage a golf ball yeah, can do. We're not dumb. Thank okay? you for that. Okay, so but they pull like, look what could happen if you don't yell four. Okay, we get it. Well, the lady in the article gets hit in the eye in the Ryder Cup. Brooks Kepka hit it. Nobody said four, and uh, she gets hit in the eye, and so she's really mad at the tournament organizer. She's suing the tournament organizer. Yes. So like, she's not suing Brooks. No, she's suing the organizer. So they th- they they throw this out there to like they threw this out there to like explain their point, and I was like, first of all, what you said, she's not blaming the player. She's blaming mm-hmm. the organizers, and number two. There's a quote from Brooks, which is it's kind of funny that it was Brooks and yeah. the Bryson thing. Brooks and Bryson. Brooks says, this is a quote, it's really hard to control a golf ball, especially for 300 yards, and a lot of times the fans are close to the fairway. You can yell four, but it doesn't matter from 300 yards. You can't hear it. People don't understand how far. Okay, Bryson, 300 yards. The Brysons and the Brooks of the world, that's a 300 carry. That's not... Yes. That's not landing at 260 and it rolling out 40 yards downhill. They're flying at 320 yards. Yeah, they're flying it that far. And they're right. That's over three football fields long. So just put yourself at the end of a football stadium and think about three of those lined up in a row and you trying to yell at somebody. This is with no crowd or anything. Right. It's going to be tough for them to hear you 300 yards away. Imagine now, Ryder Cup, type style where there are people, people screaming talking, the entire time. People drinking, people eating At hot dogs. At that time, if you remember during that particular Ryder Cup, that was when they were waving everybody to get up, get up. Like they were screaming like while they were teeing off. Yeah. Like that's when this happened. So they're definitely not going to hear him at that point. Oh, and there's been people like that will pick balls up. Yes. Because they don't know what's going on. Like, they don't that's know. Another, that's a whole other story. I have an yeah. issue about that, too. Like, there was a dude who, who randomly just is hitting golf balls your direction. You, you Do you know why you're there at the tournament? Yeah. I'm not even going down that road. I can't remember what hole it was. I, I mean, I can't remember who hit it. I know it was nine, the par five. There's like a concession stand beside the hole, kind of close. Well, not even really close. You kind of have to miss it pretty far left. But some dude just sitting there eating a hot dog and – the ball kind of rolls up, and he just looks over. He has he has literally no idea what's going on. So like they could have yelled four, they could have done whatever. Yes. He has no clue. He is just pounding this this hot dog that he's been he stood in line for two hours for. <laughs> he is pounding this hot dog, paying no attention. So again, should you yell four? Sure, I don't think it can hurt to yell four. But if you're going to be mad at Bryson, you have to be mad at everybody. Yes. So, Show me a tweet in, from 2017 where you were getting mad at yeah so and so for not doing it because it's definitely not something that like just happened this weekend. And people shared articles with us. I had did find it kind of funny that every one of those articles they just grabbed Google real quick and all of the articles from were from like UK based news outlets. I guess this is I mean I get it they. It, You've heard Tiger, you've heard other people say they appreciate different shots overseas than what, you know, American Americans love the long ball and they love guys that are draining putts from 75 feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they're all about showmanship, and, and I get that. I, I, I love it too. I love to be able to watch a guy tee off and hit a ball that I can't follow, that I can't <laughs> yeah. see. And, and so I have zero problem with that. And the guy that, you know, that – fist pumps from making, you know, a 25, 30 foot. I'm fine with that. I have zero problem with that. Right. Um, it's a little different. And but anyway, that was some of the, the, the authors and some of the, the articles and opinion pieces that were given. 
And I'm like, okay, whatever, man. I mean, that that's not from Golf Digest, and it's not from, you know, Randall Chambly, who's notorious for it's a because those same guys. Because I put this on there, went back on that on that feed that you was could, on Dad by Golf Pod. Bryson pulled one dead left into the crowd, and he yelled four. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so all you people that were upset on the three hundred and twenty yard drive that he didn't yell for, now he knows people can see him and he's and they can hear him and say so he can hold his club up or hold his hand up and yell four and tell them which direction it's going. So yeah. he did when he needed to. I'm just, I. In bigger crowd, here's to, here, here's another point too. In bigger crowds, there's nowhere to go. So yeah, if someone yells four, if 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 you think like someone yells four and it allows you to look up, identify the ball. Let's say you can. Let's mm-hmm. say you look up and you're like, oh damn, there it is, there it is, right there. I, yeah. I found the ball. I can't go anywhere. I'm right. just gonna duck basically. Yeah. I, I mean, but here, this was a known because I said that too, and one guy argued with me as I said. um, you know, if you're not golf savvy enough to know, you're in a landing area between <laughs> 280 and 320. Kind of have your head on a swivel, okay? Like, don't, you know, that's that's like the the people that are around the green on a par three. A pro's going to misjudge it. Win's going to catch it. Yeah, you, You're susceptible to getting hit. You know, 18 at Augusta, all those people that are around the back edge of the green, when a guy's coming out of the bunker or when that pin is back right or back left, they know there's a chance that ball can take a hop and land in in their lap. Like they right. they know that they've assessed they've assessed yes. the, the risks. And the guy responds back, "Oh well, you'd be you have no idea how many people I've met that are not golf savvy. Then why the hell are they at this tournament? Why are they at the tournament? Why are you paying a hundred and something dollars a ticket to go do that? Then nobody wants to go watch golf that doesn't this like doesn't golf. like golf. Yes, I mean, I've heard that a thousand golf so boring to watch. Okay, nobody's gonna pay to go. <laughs> Unless don't, the only people that may are like wives of husbands or yes. or vice versa that one of the partners likes yes. golf the other one doesn't so uh, yeah that yeah. was that to me was that was blown way out of proportion mm-hmm. it's it's another thing where it's just like I'm being told who I do, I'm not allowed to like and that frustrates me so now I'm starting to become a big Bryson fan and I'm probably gonna go get jacked and wear those hats. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy me some of those hats. I'm not switching to you can pull one off. length one length clubs yet. Not I'm not there yet. But you know, and the Puma shoes. You're gonna do the Puma shoes. Puma. He was he was catching flack for that too, which Puma. is kind of funny. Here's another reason you know they hate Bryson. I ain't even talked to you about this. They thought Bryson was wearing two different colored shoes because on the inside it had red, on the outside it had blue. The American Gary Woodland wore the same shoes. Nobody said a word about Gary Woodland's shoes. Yeah. Nobody said that he was wearing two different pairs of shoes. If Ricky would have played, every Puma athlete had those shoes on this weekend. It was the U.S. Open, so they all wore those particular shoes. Bryson was the one catching flack for it. They were like, I can't believe he's wearing those shoes that looked like it's two different colored shoes. I was like, every Puma athlete has those shoes on. Why are you picking on him? Yeah, so (laughs) I'm I'm big time out on... Yeah, he's just hating somebody just because I'm I didn't get the memo and I'm supposed to hate somebody. He he's he's catching flack lately because he and he and Brooks's beef. Right. They've said the right things when they've been asked about it, where it's not technically as much beef as everybody thinks it is. It's two guys that are two competitors that are being very sarcastic with one another uh, because they've had to get Stricker involved because they're both going to be on the Ryder Cup team. 
at this point, they're both going to be there. Right. right. They have enough points. Even if both of them play like crap the rest of the year, they're going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Even if they miss every other cut that they take, they've got enough points where they're there. And Stricker's been involved. He said, I kind of wish they'd tone it down a little bit. I get it. Because yeah. now it's going to make it awkward for me to stick them together or even stick them back to back. So, uh, and they've addressed that. People have asked. And and Brooks and, and Bryson, give them credit. Both of them have said, that's different. We're on the same team. We're going to be in the team room. We're going to be breaking bread with one another during the day. So don't let, let's avoid that conversation. And let's not forget about game. the forty million up for grabs. Yes. at the end of the year. So I've told you <laughs> off the air. I wonder if they're completely trolling every single person and they're doing this on purpose because this goes back to the whole ants deal that Bryson was asking for free relief because of ants, and then yeah. Brooke they caught Brooks on a hot mic and he said, "Can, we, can we prove there are any ants down there?" Or he or he go, or he made a joke. He was like, "Hey man, can I move my ball or some some ants down here?" And then he, and then he started laughing, and he's like, "I'm just kidding." Yeah. So I I wonder if they're completely trolling everybody. Probably fifty fifty. There's forty million reasons for them to be trolling. Yeah. Trust me. There's a reason that they just they're they're close to the same age. I, I just don't see it being as hated as everybody's making it out to be. But it makes for good TV. Yeah, it does. It makes it interesting. <laughs> Everybody was rooting for, you know, they both finished at even par, I think, on Friday. And we were really hoping they'd put them together. But yeah, the timing didn't work out because you got to go by the time you finish the hole and this, that, and the other. So it was, everybody was really rooting for but it. But you saw what I texted. I said, even though they didn't get put together, I was sure hoping that a play- uh, the playoff with the two of them, <laughs> that would have been TV gold. And if it still was an 18-hole playoff, holy cow. Those two in an 18-hole playoff would have been awesome. After sleeping on it, yeah, that would have been bad. But Bryson shot 44 on the back, and um, yes, there was no playoff. <laughs> and then Brooks Brooks kind of faltered a little bit down the stretch, too. He kind of made a run. Let's touch on that a little bit on the back with Bryson. Two shanks. Mm. Now, granted, the stance he had, he was doing what he could. In the rough. And, was, and in the rough. So. Oh, well, the bunker was not. The bunker was just an absolute... He just absolutely sculled at yes. 160 yards. <laughs> yeah. hit so. That's when he should have yelled four. Not yeah. not the not the driver, but the one where he just uh, uh, a scud uh, uh, a shin rocket, as they like to say, dead right. Yeah, um, where everybody was diving out of the way. It was like uh, that probably probably could have used a four there. That was a good that was a good four opportunity. I saw the more shanks yesterday on the back, and it usually it was bunker related or stance related. Rory had one. Morikawa had one. Bryson had two. Yeah. Um, I'm and hey, that's not even counting the coverage that we didn't see. As we said, there were players out there that they didn't even show all day. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering how many there were. At that's what frustrated me. Going back to what we talked about at the beginning about them saying this is such an easy course and it's so, why are they why are they playing it at Tory? It's so easy. It's like mm, when's the last time you saw six eight shanks out of professional golfers in one round of golf. Trust me, it ain't as easy as you think it is. When it gets down on that rough, like it's a it's a complete guessing game. What part of the club hits the ball? Exactly. A lot of the times, and yeah, Bryson had a had a rough go. I'll say this: I think after he slipped on the tee shot on thirteen, yep. which was a par five that he had to have. Which, by the way, he took his steel spikes out and he had on soft spikes. Did he really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yep, had I'm, soft spikes on when they showed the close up of him. He had those uh, orange soft spikes underneath and. Um, cause that was one of the comments that, that got made too. Says, why did he take the steel off? 
Did Brooks get in his head? Did, did Brooks, Brooksy from a couple of tournaments ago, him chirping at him about it? Yeah. Did, did he think maybe I do need to? So he had soft spikes on. But after that, after that tee shot, he like he just didn't care anymore. No. There's no way he could win. He didn't care anymore. No, and, he was he checked out. And then it was just absolute mayhem after that. He had yeah. a quad on, was it 17? He had a quad. He's he he had issues. He had stance issues. He had lie issues. So uh that would be my other complaint besides the slow play out of Bryson. My other complaint is a lot of times he over exaggerate. Oh, and the other thing that I've complained, and he's toned it down and he's apologized, but the way he treats a PGA Tour officials, rules officials, when he asks him something and when he gets information that he doesn't like, the eye rolls and the huffing and the puffing, I could do without that too. It's like, hey, bro, you're reaching. He thinks he's smart, smarter than everybody. He does. And he is. He is. More than likely. But it it does kind of come off as... Pompous. Pompous, yeah. <laughs> hard to hard to kind of... It's, it's easy to... That's easy to... Put in the uh, check mark of yes. I don't like him because of this. It's it's very easy to pinpoint that for sure. So uh, now that we've got all that over, we can actually talk about the tournament. So um, <laughs> our buddy John Rom, mm-hmm. who who we defended, who we defended big time because we're upset that what happened at Jack's place, and again not because we're defending Rom. I will repeat it again, and I told my wife this, and I told my dad this when he was talking about. It. I said, "What if that is a guy?" at Memorial that needs that win to get into the U.S. Open. Or, or and to, he gets pulled off the course. At or, to, six or to just under. make it. Yeah, you know? or to make or to make it. Three period. years of exemptions. Yeah. And so it, luckily it was Rom. Luckily it, it, he doesn't need 1.6, but he got that in more with yeah. 2.5. So he actually made double yeah. winning this tournament than what he would at Jack's tournament. So a little retribution for for uh, Rombo. I think we need to put we need to study his blood too because he also defeated COVID in six days. What do he, you think about that? There's rumor because he had mentioned because he had had his doctor's test that he had he had defeated COVID COVID in two days. Like he tested yeah. negative the following Monday. I think he and the PGA <laughs> Tour had a little agreement that hey we're so, we're, we're sorry about this but look. We'll take care of you, but hang, just don't like hang us out to dry about yes. this testing thing because he has been like, he's a whole new person. Like he's, he seems emotionally stable. He seems like super professional. He's like really easy to pull for. He's a lot like, I, I mean, I compare him to the way Rory has a press conference. Like it, it was everything he said seemed super genuine and respectful and, and awesome, and he, yeah, because he's known for his temper, his Spaniard yeah, temper. That's when what, he first came out. Yeah, people said you got to get control of this guy. He's throwing his clubs. He's beating the hell out of the ground after he makes a bad shot. <laughs> he's he's cussing in Spanish on television. Yeah, he's cussing in English on television. Like somebody needs to get this guy reined in. Yeah, we got to do something about this guy. I, I mean, and uh, apparently he does have a he has a like life coach or like a he does a mental coach that he helped. said he admitted he had issues a couple of years yeah. ago he said i he said what you see is what you get and i i personally i like that about him yeah you know now the other spanish temper you know when you talk about sergio when he was over in dubai and he started just making a mockery of the bunker <laughs> that was a little much but that's a great video but you know rom Sergio has I like Rom bunker. too. He's got the he's got the dad bod going. He's he does. got he's got a little gut in the front. He's uh, a dad now? He's he's a dad. He's got, you know, he's big and lumbersome and 
he doesn't have that he doesn't have that Adam Scott body. No. He doesn't have that, you know, that 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 body that, you know, that you know, if he took his shirt off, like he's going to be just completely svelte underneath. I mean, I'm not going to feel super uncomfortable standing beside him. No, like not at all, except for maybe his height. Because <laughs> yeah. now I did notice his feet are kind of tiny. Did you notice that yesterday? I, I, didn't, I texted I didn't that buddy. I was a little shocked at that. I was like, for a guy that's, that's super tall, but he's got that that Ernie L's or Retief Goosen type build of just big and lumbersome and. He wears his hat. He doesn't wear his hat. The flat bill. He doesn't wear it down. It wears it kind of sits up on up. top. Yeah, it sits on top of his head. Um, He's like me. He's got a big freaking head. He does have a big old gourd. So hats are tricky with me. They, it's got to be a deep, deep. It hat does. For yeah, it work with me. Callaway Cal- may just not have that. <laughs> so it doesn't. It doesn't quite fit right. But I used to be fine. I mean, I, I get the cussing. Like they don't want that. But how many times has a hot mic caught somebody? I mean, these are golfers that. All the rest of us are doing it on the course, okay? <laughs> They're just not mics there to pick it up. But the whole, when he would miss a shot, he'd slam his club down, or he's even broken a club like slamming it down before. And everybody gave him flag for it. I was like, bro, we've all been there, man. Yeah, We've all had that day where we've put up three doubles in a row, and at some point in time, when you skull that wedge that goes over the green that now you're at the point where I'm just going to putt it. I don't care how far off it is. And you throw your wedge back at the cart. Like we've been there and done that. We're just not on national television. And And so I, you know, your number one, I mean, he's now the number one player in the world. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people saw that trajectory for him, that he could be one of the top three or four guys. And especially, you know, being, uh, you know, a European Mm -hmm. and marketing it, to the U.S. because he's going to play on the Europe, U, uh, yeah. the PGA Tour. Um, I think you just you, they want that guy to be you know your role model, this, that, and the other. So yeah, and he's there. He's at the top. And I mean, even Tiger, like Tiger, caught a lot of flack too for his language that he would use. Oh, dropping stuff on the tee box after a bad. There's some yes. hilarious videos if you want to Google. Oh, I or YouTube at Tiger, yes. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger cussing drops, compilation. Yeah, tiger drops F mom. Tiger Tiger GDs his golf ball. I yeah. mean, it's it's everything known to man that he said. Um, you know, when we heard we saw Justin Thomas earlier in the year where he caught flack and ended up losing the sponsor of Polo. Yeah, uh, for saying something on a hot mic. Picked up Peter Millar though. Yeah, <laughs> that's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, let's call it what it is. Uh, Polo was headed out anyway, so that was. Uh, that may have been thing something where they made that call to him. He's like, whatever, man. Um, yeah. So it, it, I don't mind it just because, yeah, I have an issue with it. If my daughters are sitting there watching it, I, I get it. I don't want them hearing it. But as a, as a relates to a pro type deal, trust me. Like, you know, Rom when he caught flack for his temper, I, I'll never forget it. He had. He had like two boat, two doubles in a row, and then he ends up chunking a wedge. This was a couple of years ago, chunking a wedge. So he's looking at double straight in the face again. He throws his club. The club like breaks, and then you hear him like cussing in Spanish, and everybody's like, "Can't believe he do that." I was like, "He's fixing a double three in a row." There's not a golfer in the world that doesn't want to do that. He just yeah. did it. He just did it. Just let him go. Relatable. <laughs> you know what would have been unacceptable is if he'd have done like the videos you see of the guys where he takes the the club and goes over the pond and starts emptying clubs out into the pond. Now that's a little much, but 
uh, for the completely m- hilarious, but a little too much. Yeah, it's like Rory when he uh, was was at Bay Hill was Arnie's no, it tournament. Was, it he, was uh, he, it was Doral. Is that where where <laughs> yeah, he throws his club? He just throws it out the- his four iron. He throws out in the middle of the in the middle of the pond, and you know that was what caught people. People were like, "That's Rory." Rory doesn't what? do that. Yeah, what is he doing? I'm like, he's he's been there like the rest of us. Yeah, he's done, man. He yeah. he is. He wants to snap something. Instead of snapping it, he just let go of it and threw it. He got a good toss too, by the way. Yeah. Um, so maybe the sh- maybe the fuse has just lengthened yes. a good bit with John. But we I I've become a big fan of him. I'm a I'm I, a huge fan of. I'm him. I'm a big fan of him. I don't care that he's from he he'll play for Europe. I'll hate him during the year during the Ryder yeah, I Cup. Yeah, I can't pull for him then. But but. I am a big John Rahm fan. I, I really like him a lot. And, and I was, as you said, with him saying the right stuff, yeah. I mean, he could have easily thrown the PGA. Tour oh, he was a company bus. guy. He was a company guy. Him to go, it's a rule. <laughs> I, you know, let's don't blame the PGA Tour. And he also didn't say like I did. I said it right here on the show. I changed the rule. We yeah. update it, amend it. He didn't say that. He didn't. He was a company guy. So I'll say it for him. They still need to amend the rule. Yeah, for sure. That, let's don't let that happen again. That better have come together with all of them because the USGA sets this course up. So the USGA was on site this past weekend. They dang well better have had a luncheon where they sat around and said, hey, this whole John Rom thing, we can't do this again. <laughs> they we can't, can't screw – this cannot – he is he is toting the line for us right now. Big time. This cannot happen again. We have got to figure something out. Oh, yeah. That conversation better have been had this past week. Oh, for sure. But he was definitely a company guy. Uh, awesome dude. Uh, he just absolutely dominated the course that was killing everybody, especially the back nine. Mm-hmm. Two huge birdies on 17 and 18. And the one on 18 – he he played the percentages and still made the putt. Left himself with a longer putt, and he still made it. I had more respect for him after he made that putt on 18. That was when, he, when they said, I think he may go out right here, I thought, oh, man, he is, he is a dad now. He's growing. He's got a kid. He's thinking about his future. <laughs> he's like, take my chances. Let's go for the playoff. And how big was it? Because Louie ends up birdieing. He did, yeah. So uh, it, it ends up being a, a pretty big deal that he made that putt because everybody was like, okay, he's he's taking his chance here. But when he made it, just the the jubilation that he had and the, the fist pump. As he's got a good spring, fist pump. He good does. Fi- his fist pump game is strong. He it's, he's got to get more variety. It's pretty much the same one. It's like an abbreviated. Look, like, man, big guys don't have a lot of variety on their celebrations, okay? But, but it's intense, and you can feel it when he when he gives you that fist it's pump. It's a Spaniard fist Fist pump. Sure. There's a there's a fire there oh, that yeah. he does it. So, uh, but wow. how many? I mean, how many times has he he made a putt on 18? You know, when he did going against DJ when he made that putt, that 35 40 footer or whatever it was. That was at Memorial. Wasn't yeah. That, was that Memorial last year? I believe so. That he made that. I mean, it was you know another one where he's made a 90 footer to tie. Yeah. I mean, he has made some clutch putts. Yeah. He's not just a big dude that bangs it around. He can no. putt. He can roll it. And, and he made some big. He made some big putts. And 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 he would have made more. He had some misreads. If you watched his reaction, uh, there were a couple of uh, longer putts that he left on the lip or left. I mean, left it right beside the hole. That uh, the ones in particular I can think of. Uh, Sixteen. Um, was that the part? Is that the two hundred forty yard part? Is either fifteen or sixteen? The two hundred forty yard par three. 
where he sixteen's a par three. So he did the right thing. He went out to the right. He avoided the bunker. Yeah. Went middle of the green to try to run a putt in. Stayed straight on him. That ball has been breaking for everybody. Yeah. And he even he goes, "That's got to go right. It's got to go right." Yeah. And it didn't to the ocean. Yeah. It went straight. It went straight as can be. So uh, good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know he he waited around. Louis still. I loved how the announcers tried to play that up. Like that was going to be such an eagle shot for Louis to hole from the fairway. When they kept saying they were like, "This is so doable," I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "What game do you play that I don't play?" What do you so mean? Do- if it were that doable, we would have been showing this all day long how- from all the rest of the players that were hitting in yeah, right there. Like, how often does that really happen? Like I've only ever seen someone hole out to tie. Or what or to win? Or to win? JT did it in Mexico. JT did it in Mexico. DJ did it a couple of years ago at some tournament. But um, he was already in the lead. That was a walk. Yeah, he was in the lead. It was a walk off, but yeah. still, there was nobody going to catch him after that. I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, so I've only seen a few. I've not seen it in a major. They did. They played that up like all he's got to do. It's very. If yeah, he just gets it he past the hole, it here, it's gonna, he does it. Look at him. He's walking it off, and he's just got to do this. He, what are you talking about? Yeah, that was that was you were trying to build some some drama that really wasn't there. You know how they got now the statistics where they will say when you're standing over a putt like this, yeah, the thirty percent it made make or what they didn't show it there because you know what it was it was zero percent or point <laughs> point zero zero one percent that he made that from the fairway. It would have been awesome, but it wasn't going to happen. Even Phil years ago, people made fun of him when he pulled the flag out from like sixty out. Yeah, he he was in a tournament and he he had the caddy pull the flag. <laughs> And everybody's like, what is he doing? I would make fun of him and, yeah. for that. <laughs> and, you know, and so I'm sitting there saying that when when Louie walked it off and the announcers completely went into it, trying to trying to oversell it for oh, us. They almost had me convinced he was going to make this. Yeah, I, I'm sitting there thinking, is there something I'm missing? Has yeah. Louie been out here practicing during the week yeah. from this particular? And they've seen Does him, everything just funnel right to the hole? And they've like, seen I, him make six out of ten yeah. from, from that distance? I, like, what from, am I missing? Yeah, when they 100 said yards. That, yeah, when they said that, I'm sitting there going, there's no chance he makes this shot. <laughs> but you got to watch. You, you know, watch. hopefully he hit that. Because I'm sitting there going, you know, he may hit a gimme. And if Rom hadn't have made his putt, then yeah. it's a gimme. You know, it's a gimme, uh, like, playoff. Right. But when they kept making it sound like, <laughs> I'm thinking, guys, what are you doing? They sold that hard. Yeah, they did. I'm like you. Had me kind of believing. I thought, well, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, Maybe he's... Maybe during the practice rounds, he and his caddy were out here, and he dunked six out of ten that I don't know about. Right. I don't know. So, so after Rom finishes his round, there was another player that made a move <laughs> late, was making a charge late in, in the far open. Was the, the best tweet the Dad Bod Golf Pod did all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making a move late and with was, no clubs in hand, by the way. Right. Another golfer that was making a move late was Phil Mickelson, who uh, was seen. Chumming it up with John Rom's wife on the driving range while they're just sitting back like he's like Uncle Uncle Phil, uh, you know, just just chamming, uh, uh, hamming it up with John Rom's wife while he's you know on the range waiting for, to see if he's got to go to a playoff. And he's or not. and he's he's building Rombo up too. Oh yeah, he yeah. tells her what a great putt that was on eighteen. Yeah, he's great putt on seventeen. You know, U- U.S. Open's great, but I won the PGA Championship. Yeah. I don't know if you great, know that. What a great final! Did you see how I did a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> and there was a there was a good tweet, and it was like, 
oh, look how sweet this is. Phil's carrying her chair down so she can sit and watch him on the range. And then when they get down, it's his own it's chair. His chair. And that was a girl that <laughs> tweeted that. She was she's like an influencer and she tweeted and if you read her mention she gets ratioed big time big time because she carried like, his own chair so he could a, sit beside her and somebody from the PGA tour retweeted it yes. and then they started people started retweet or like ripping the PGA tour they're like that's his chair bro he didn't take that for her I, I don't know why but it made me laugh so hard to see like there was a shot from behind mm-hmm. it's like Phil sitting there with. John's wife yes. with his legs crossed, lean back with his wayfarers on, Ray Bans on, <laughs> and they're and just just kind of you know doing the whole sly grin talk that Phil does. It was absolutely hilarious. There's so many good tweets on that. Look it up. Um, I will say though, there's a connection there. So yes. it's not like Phil was just being a creep. It just looks like it was. It was it, it looked funny, but real in reality, Phil's been pretty heavily invested in John Rom yes. since his. He came yeah, to you America. Tell, you yeah. tell the backstory of yeah, that. Yeah, so Ron Those went to, who don't know. They both went to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Phil's brother, yeah, Tim, is it Tim Mickelson? Yeah. Tim yep. is the golf coach there. Yes. So uh, there, he's known John Rom ever since he's come to play college. Yes. This is awesome, too. So Phil made a bet with... Uh-oh. I with, know this. Phil made a bet with Colt Nose. He's like, hey, I got to tell you about this golfer. I got to tell you about this guy... John Rom, when he turns oh, pro, this, when yes. he turns pro within a year, he'll be top ten in the world. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you whatever you want to bet. And we don't know the amount, but Colt Nose was like, "I'll take that bet." <laughs> yeah. So he turns pro uh, at twenty one, and within a year, he's in the top ten. He, I mean, he went from seven sixty six in the world to number nine within within a year. Can you imagine getting that phone call from Phil? Yeah, Colt Nose tells a story too. I feel like there was a there was a tournament or something where if John Rahm did something, he would be in the he would get in the top ten. So he was hanging on it hard, like hoping he would not make the cut or not finish, and he does. And it's like God, I can't believe I lost that bet. Like of all the people, like how did they know he was going to be that good? You well, know? and also Nost is known for his storytelling anyway, right? And he talks about how. The very first time he ever saw Rom play, he was like, "I may have screwed up. Yeah, like I, I may, have, I may have really messed this bet up." Like yeah. he he bet sight unseen that this guy was going to make it to the top ten, and then the, one of the very first times he saw him play, he thought that was stupid. Yeah, I think he's going to jump up quickly. So it was, and because of that, uh, those of you that did not uh, see Phil win before earlier in the year. Uh, Rom was there. He was there. T-shirt. They're close. Shorts. Waited on him. Gave him a hug. Um, reciprocal. Phil hung around. Didn't have to. Uh, hung around for this. I thought it was a cool moment, uh, even though he was pitching woo to Ms. Rom on the... Uh, uh, uh. If you didn't know that backstory, you would think, this is really weird. I have oh, no there's idea no doubt, going. because he sat down. <laughs> see, it's not like... See, you got... Anytime a player wins, you got their, their host of friends that are hanging out around the door. Yeah. Because they've been in there drinking... And eating sandwiches sure, yeah. and hanging out and doing whatever it is they do, watching the tournament on TV. So they all come out there in their t-shirts and they, I mean, they got their bad their badge on, but they're almost sometimes unrecognizable because they don't have their sponsor gear on yeah. at all. They're just out there hanging. I mean, I've seen it before. They look like they're in swim trunks and flip flops, and they just because they're getting ready to travel, they're going to get on a plane and leave. Oh, and Phil had the joggers on too. So he, exactly. So the black joggers. The fact that Phil goes down and 
pulls himself a chair, not Mrs. Rom, so pulls funny. himself a chair and sits down and he's sitting and he's visiting with her and she's holding the baby and yeah. nobody knows what they're saying because the cameras are kind of off on a distance. And then you pick up a couple of words here and there. I could imagine to the the person who doesn't know the backstory is going, why the hell is Phil Mickelson Phil's down making there a with, charge right yeah, here. What is what right. is what is Phil doing with Mr. John Rom's wife? Mr. Steal Your Girl. Or those that didn't know, who is what woman with a baby is Phil talking to on the because they just cut away and they didn't say who it was. So yeah. you're just joining coverage and you're You're like, what is happening what right is, now? Why why are we showing Phil talking to somebody that's not his wife on a range? Both of them sitting there engaged in conversation. Yeah. What is happening here? Yeah. So, so there's a little bit of the backstory. It wasn't as creepy as it looked. No, so it was it actually was it was actually kind of cool. So, how tall are their kids going to be, too? By the way, Rom and his wife. His wife, Phil's what six three, six four, I think. Rom six three, six four. She was the same height as Phil, and she was in like I. I told my wife, I said she's, she's a, not even wearing heels. She was close to six feet. She's like, probably she's, at least six feet. Yeah, she's wearing sand. She's like sand, like flat sandals. That kid's going to be a stud. Yes. Yeah. So we made some picks for this, yes. and I don't even really want to go over these because I suck bad. But um, you missed your mark. I missed my mark. Both uh, of mine finished top ten, by the way. Yeah, Ben. Not that I'm bragging or anything. I will say I think we need to go check the film and find out exactly what Daniel Berger's uh, odds were because it seems like as we got closer, it was like it ended up being he was like thirty to one instead of fifty plus, like we said. He but, started at fifty. Ah. Uh, he was at four, three days later. He was at forty, which I you thought moved was the hilarious. Line. You moved the line. I did. I yeah. moved the line. And then by the time by the time Thursday had rolled around, he was up to thirty to one. Because I texted you and I said, "You are so out on this bet." My guys are both now projected inside yeah. thirty to one to win this thing. Yeah, you did good. So you had Colin Morikawa, who I, I he had every opportunity to win. I mean, he, he hit he hit so many. He hit so many within 10 feet. It, it was insane. It's like every time I saw it, he was throwing a dart, and he would just not make the putt, like inexplicably just could not make the putt. He had the pulls, man. I don't know what it was. He was missing everything left. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's got that uh, claw grip that he putts with that is usually supposed to be something that is fairly straight. But he even admitted after the round, he said, man, I just – he said it wasn't misreads. He said I just was pulling the ball all day. And you also had Daniel Berger, who I'm not even surely – Truly convinced he actually played in the U.S. Open because I never saw him. I never saw him hit a shot. But yeah, you had Daniel Berger was your dark horse. I only saw him day one. I never. I mean, and then I didn't see him. I can't that. believe I never saw. I watched replays. I was like, what? And then I look up and Daniel Berger is top ten finish. Like, so great job. You absolutely killed me. I had Xander mm-hmm. was my number one, and there were times where he looked like he was going to make a charge, and then he couldn't putt for to save his life either. Um, even with his Arm lock. He could not. He just couldn't pull it off. So then, your your pick to win finished tied with my dark horse. Yeah, that's that is that's not a good look to start this thing off. <laughs> to start our major picks off. That is not a good look. So yeah, so that's embarrassing. And then your dark horse. And then my dark fishing. horse was breaking clubs and throwing them in the water. And there's video. So uh, Cam awesome. Smith. Cam Smith let me down. I no, bra- he didn't. I, he I still bragged. had his mullet. He did not let us down. And I bragged on his hair, bragged on his mullet, and then he was breaking clubs. He 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 was not interested in in hanging around. I don't I don't think he hung around and fished. They actually, I think they actually asked him that. He's like, I just lost a major. I'm going home. 
And I'm like, well, that's not a crazy question, Cameron, because you yeah, you freaking hang out and fish everywhere else. Yeah, you're no Somebody asks him, what are you going to do for the rest of the weekend? He goes, I just missed the cut. I'm going home. You know, and they're like, that's the dumbest question ever. Well, he fishes. Yeah, he does it all the time. I'm sure that's exactly why she asked that question to get a sound bite. Yeah. So, so yeah, my picks were terrible. I tweeted out, you know, Ben won. Kyle sucks <laughs> <laughs> for the ma- for the major picks. We'll uh, we'll do a little bit more of that uh, as as time goes on. Um, yeah, we got the open up next, or as I call it, the British Open. The Kyle has said that I can't call it the British Open anymore. You can't call it that anymore. It, it, <laughs> It just drives me crazy. You can't say that anymore because they play it in Scotland. Like they play it in a lot. I, so. I understand. I understand that. I understand. I understand it goes to different. Countries. I think there was like a whole war or something to make that change that name or something like that. No, but uh, yeah, we got that coming up next. That'll be the the end of majors for this year. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, one last thing. Yes. Do we want to talk about the streakers golf swing? Wasn't that bad of a golf swing? I I, I wish. He wasn't a streaker, by the way. Yeah, we got he had on term. like a corset and like really tiny pants or shorts and a cape. And he had a cape that was made out of a <laughs> rainbow flag. And he had written on his forehead in sharpie um, uh, a, a slur <laughs> that I'm not going to repeat. You got to uh, look it up. It's, yeah, you got to look it up. I read it and laughed so hard. Um, also, I will talk about this when he, I do love the fact that he tried to. A pull a Kobe. It was when the guy came up to him. He pump faked him. He pump faked him. Like a basketball shot. He didn't fake him like a a juke, like a football field. He pump faked him like a basketball shot and then took off. How he doesn't avoid the golf cart, I don't know. The the golf cart. I mean, they're not fast. They're they're not very, like, movable. They're not agile either. Golf carts are not agile at all. Head fake it. Like, the golf cart had an angle on him, and it was over. He was was down. And it was a golf cart that didn't have a top on it. He probably could have hurdled the golf cart and didn't. Dude Uh, So, dude runs out. First of all, A plus for creativity. Yes. Somehow he gets a golf club in. I don't know how he got a golf club in. He runs out in the fairway, drops two balls, and then perfect, beautiful high finish on the first one, hits it out into the canyon, does a little dance, turns around, hits another one. Then he pump fakes like a basketball shot, jukes out the uh, jukes out the first uh, first guy and then some inexplicably can't. Can't fake out a, a golf cart. Allows That's, the guy to cut him off and the guy to be able to put the parking brake on and get out and tackle him at the same time. That was impressive. What happened, bro? That was impressive. <laughs> yeah, dude, driving the cart, slams it, slams it down in the middle of the fairway, jumps out, tackles him, streak over. Ugh. I feel like you just got to call them streakers now because what other what other thing yeah, can I'm you call sure. You know, the thing is, he trespasser. Really, it's such a missed opportunity because at one point in time, we had people, we had casinos sponsoring these people to do it. Yeah. And he didn't have anything written on him that was could have been sponsorable. So right. I, I really, well, he, what a, if he's planning on doing that, what a missed opportunity. Because he, he could, the casinos have bailed these people out and they pay them all yeah. at the same time. This guy did it for free and he's going to jail. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> It's just the thrill, the, the adrenaline. Mm. But he had a good swing, though. He did have a good swing, good high finish. But anyway, so we had fun with this one. Yeah. This was a great show. This was a great, great weekend. Great tournament. Loved it. Tori's awesome. Tori is awesome, contrary to what Twitter believes. Tori is Put it is in the great. rotation. We're going to go there. I would love to see where these people are from that were ripping Tori. I wonder if if they're, um, you know, the Northeasterners or, or Midwesterners or, or – 
Floridians or overseas got like I still to this day nobody from the West Coast was ripping Tory. Everybody loves Tory out there. Yeah, love it. Um, so remember, guys, rate. Yes. Leave uh, leave reviews. The funnier ones that we see, we'll read them on air. Uh, we appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll catch us the next time. I think our next show will be in, on Thursday. This we is got- Tuesday after the Open. We'll have a show on Thursday. So uh, You also can email us if you want. I mean, you can leave feedback, but you can email us at dadbodgolfpod at gmail.com. Yes, sir. We also have Google Voice, 334-521-8307. That's 334-521-8307. You can uh, leave a voicemail message. Uh, we will respond to the message, I promise yes. you. We may even call you back. We may call you back while we're doing the pod. I don't know. So uh, Pod at gmail.com or 334-521-8307. You can leave us, leave us a message. I may actually take the call. That would be it, go, it, go, it goes to um, my phone and then rolls over to your phone if, if we don't, if, when we get it. So um, so we may, we may actually answer the call and talk to you face-to-face. I'm glad you told me that because I had no idea. <laughs> that would have been, been a fun phone call. Uh, yeah. Bryson sucks. I kind of hate that. I kind of hate I told you now. <laughs> Yeah, that made for a way better story if somebody would have called you and ripped you a new one. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been fun. Yeah. So, you got it. DadBodGolfPod at gmail.com. DadBodGolfPod on Twitter. DadBodGolfPod on Instagram. DadBodGolfPod on TikTok. Anywhere else? I think that's it, right? That's it. DadBodGolfPod. Always stroking. You've been listening to the DadBodGolfPod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.